Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 actual play podcast. I'm Jesse the Game Master. This is the final installment of Parahelion, episode one that is, and we will be moving on to episode two very shortly. I did want to talk briefly about a couple of things before we drop into the episode. I am a big proponent of using cutscenes in storytelling. There should always be things happening behind the scenes and a lot of different elements that weave in and out of this story. This story is actually fairly well plotted out as far as what's going on behind the scenes and courtesy of some player decisions and some character decisions, we as an audience didn't get to see very much of that. My players have already received these cutscenes. Uh, I interspersed them into play and then sort of edited them out. I didn't wasn't very happy with how they actually played in the episode. Uh, what we're going to do here is I think I'm going to be releasing a series of very short episodes in here that will just be me reading back the cutscenes. They'll be numbered accordingly, probably with off numbers, just so you can figure out where they fit in the plot. Um, some of them actually occur even before the events of this episode, and some of them occur later on, uh, just sort of aftermaths that the players may or might not be aware of. A lot of the time there are events that happen outside of the player's vision, um, things that that are really crucial to the story, and if you were to watch a Star Wars movie or film or TV show or something like that. The the main characters aren't necessarily seeing all these things that happen, and I don't want those things to color what actually is going into the decision-making of the players and the characters. At the same time, I want both my audience and the players to get a sense of a larger universe that's happening. So I sort of have to do a little backtracking. Uh, I'm not really sh- happy with the way that plays out and to that you know to that extent we're going to have these cutscenes i'm going to sort of shoehorn them back into the plot uh and you'll be informed in these individual one-offs which is mainly going to be me edit i'm sorry me reading them but at the same time i like to do a little bit higher production value as you might have heard in one of the earlier cutscenes so what's going to happen is i'm going to read them off and then throw in some extras, some background sound effects, that kind of thing, just because it plays pretty well. If you're reading it, it doesn't when you're actually playing the game. Like, if I were to edit blaster sounds into the uh, combat scenes, it doesn't... There's no sense of anything being very interesting happening because, okay, you know, you shoot the blaster. Okay, I make a blaster sound effect right in here, and then three minutes later, the next blaster shot comes as we count up dice rolls and that sort of thing. It just doesn't play like a actual firefight. So that won't be happening in actual play sessions. But as I can just read it off, I don't have to pause for players to decide. Um, I don't have to, um, you know, hop around and be counting up dice or anything like that. Then we can say, okay, yeah, these things are happening. I can put throw in the sound effects. It adds a little bit to the immersion, and I wish I had time to do it on the fly when I'm just reading to the players um, the things that are happening. It just doesn't end up happening that well. Anyway, that's my bit of a ramble here. I am going to drop us right back into the episode, and we will wrap up episode one, Parahelion. Gets you there. 
And before long, you were at the Supod Dome, and you were greeted by Shogaz. The facility stage manager. Yes. Shogaz, uh, and I should have provided you guys with a picture of Shogaz. Uh, the bottom one. The bottom one? Okay. Attractive brunette, but speaks very quickly, and like she's always busy and got something in her ear. Oh, glad you're here. We seem to have gotten everything straightened around. It does appear that your stormtroopers are p- putting their nose into everything, and they've already broken four containers, claiming that there was contraband in them. Of course, that was the pyrotechnics for the show that in two weeks, but we can get replacements. They've already agreed to fund it, so never mind that. Are you guys all set for the show? Hearing that, despite the fact that we had to issue rain checks and uh, reschedule a bunch, we're back to show. Just go ahead and liaison with the ZFX. Okay, well, DFX, you are welcome to log in whenever you're ready to. People will start showing up in a couple of hours. Your guards are downstairs in the concert area, and you are just about set to go. You should head down to the dressing room area and yep. just hang you, out for... You can get busy signing stuff for the after the concert, because we're, we're low on materials now, because we had to give some away. Okay. Okay. Sign, sign, sign my name. <laughs> All right, so you guys are flanked by... Flanked by stormtroopers are escorted down to the security, through security, through what's definitely tighter security than was before. There was a definite Imperial presence here. In addition to the stormtroopers, there are local police and Imperial military personnel who have are clearly gone over the, the facility uh, with a fine-tooth comb. Basically everything that you could hope. They, they, and they seem to be fairly efficient about it, despite the fact that they you know, broke into the pyrotechnics case for another concert, but... Yeah, you can't be too careful. It was explosive. They were, they were. It wasn't an unreasonable assumption on their part, but they've uh, definitely tightened security. And you've been informed that they've uh, doubled the force field that surrounds the stage, so that um, they've added, a, they've reinforced it, so there's less chance of a failure or anything like that. All the mechanics have all been inspected. Um, one thing I did forget to mention that in your Rapid flight, you did over the city, because um, you did have to travel over the, the capital city. Uh, you do see some definite signs that the that some of the protests you saw in the news had turned violent. So the city itself looks like a little worse for the wear. There's places where vehicles are burning. Um, maybe some looting went on. You weren't cruising real low that you could tell, but it does look like, you know, the after effect of a riot or anything like that is maybe... Cra- Trash vehicles, there's garbage in the streets, uh, vehicles have been overturned, windows smashed out. You can see some of that, you know, part of it's just the effect of cramming several thousand people onto the streets for a, for an evening. But the city was definitely the worst for wear. But other than that, you know, you don't see any direct effects. Okay. I mean, you are, there are people in the streets now, I guess is the, is the best way of putting that. And you did arrange for those seats for the, um, I'm assuming they're good mm-hmm. seats. Yeah, they're... I mean, your comp seats are usually... Yeah. The, the seats that that are the artist's discretion to give out. Um, I didn't ask, were you going to try and send tickets to your father? Yes. Okay. I'm assuming with two days, to think, two or three days to think about it, you would have occur- that would have occurred to you to send tickets to... His way. Okay, so... Um, I figured he could always get tickets to any of these shows that he wants. I mean, given... He, he could. Is, he know. could, but some, there's something a little more personal about sending... You know, get your own damn ticket or 
here, let me send you these tickets that I've set aside for you. And a little bit more personal. Yeah, but how sad is it when he doesn't bother to show up? <laughs> okay. Crush, crush, crush. So you know the set list. This is this is a pretty standard one um, set list that the Empire has prepared for this particular show. Uh, it is heavy duty on the look at how great the Empire is. If you know anyone who's a who's a disloyal or a traitor, then turn him in. That sort of thing. <laughs> all those all those great messages that that you would expect from a totalitarian regime. But you know that's. Who you're working for? You work for the, you work for the bad guys, and that's what you that's what you sell. So we are down to the uh, opening night or opening bit of the show. Um, there's no one who actually opens for you. It's not, not like some other local band or something opens for you. Um, it just the show starts off with your typical set list. Is it coming? Sorry. Okay. Um, right before I go on stage, I pull Z aside and just whisper to him for a second. Okay. Right. About well, you, my note was okay before. Are you waiting for until you have a spare moment, like away from, or are you can just Sixton. Yes. Yeah. You. All right. I'm gonna make you. Uh, make you guys make an opposed check. Um, Perceptions? Uh, perception or sneak. Whichever one you want to use. Well, she could use sneak. You have to use perception. Okay. 17. You got a 17 on three die. Yep. I got a Force die rolled a six. I got an 11 on five die. So what exactly were you whispering? I was whispering to put... Um, for the record, that's going to be a pain in the butt to edit out, but oh well. Sorry. To all our listeners, I apologize. We've got Doritos here, and well, screw you. <laughs> you know what we can do? We can get a bowl, put the Doritos in the bowl, and then put it back away. Well, I was thinking just the chip up. <laughs> We're going to be talking with our mouths full of Doritos here for the next little bit. I can't put them in the bowl, though. Yes, I'm going to edit out the screw you. <laughs> What are you doing? Getting all the bad rolled out. Just kidding. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are really bad at hiding things from each other. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> so what exactly are you saying? Z, add, add Veston's song as the last one in my set. Are you going to say anything to her? I told you it was a bad idea. I know you think it is. Show must go on. Except for the stage. I turned and walked toward the stage. All right, we're on stage. Show must go on. Okay. So we are uh, in the show, and this is a pretty standard show, so do you want to describe the show, or is it going to be that different from your... Okay. So this looks, in a way, mostly, apart from the songs that the, they've assigned, um, You sing? are you singing your birthday song as well? You're skipping the birthday song. Yeah, I'm not doing the birthday song. I'm going to do Veston's song instead as the last song of the set. What What was that? (laughs) I was like, you mean I did all this to avoid singing it, and what I really did was cause it? (laughs) (laughs) 
should have let him shoot you. Just kidding. Okay, so we are, the show goes on pretty much standard. Nothing really um, unusual happens until the set list, until Joel goes to sing her song, this unusual song. Um, are you going to take any actions to stop her from singing, or just let her sing? Hey, it's her bed. Okay. And go ahead and give me a um, a singing roll. I have dance on here. Oh, singing. There we go. It's kind of worth point. <laughs> oh, I have one on the fourth side. It's a lot of dots, though. 32, 34, 35. Okay. It takes you a minute to warm into the song, but you managed to... 36. Okay. Takes you a minute to warm into the song, but you managed to knock it out and sing it. The audience is kind of left flabbergasted. They don't know what to make of it. Because, quite frankly, it just sounds like noise. It's... You're all over the map on... Well-performed noise, but noise. You know, her voice is sweet as ever, but it's really baffling as far as far as tone and uh, everything that that went into this song is bizarre. Um, But it is performed, and it is performed, you know, the actual notes are being sung. Uh, And that's the signal of a riot! (laughs) Uh, The audience, again, is just kind of, huh? Like, okay, you know, some new experimental thing. They don't really, it's like, okay, I'm not sure we like Joel's new direction, but are you going to say anything about the song? Or um, That song is in honor of a of a dear Slucy girl I know. Now we're ready for our, our intermission, and we will be back in just a few minutes. Okay. Hi, my name is Sixton BXG. When I was a soldier on the Clone Wars, it was my privilege to serve, and I'm happy that I could make it, that I could help secure the Empire, etc., etc., etc. Another persuasion check. Yeah, um, I'll give you a bonus one die just because you're kind of you were hot last time. And give you a, a little probably adds to your enthusiasm here. Um, the rhetoric is not quite so overblown, um, but it is. It's definitely pro-imperial. Mm-hmm. 16. Well, it's a, it's, it's a little t- tougher crowd. But, alright. And you guys have intermission so far? No reports? Security hasn't reported anything unusual? No. In fact, if anything, it's perhaps a little calmer than one might expect. Especially given the violence in the city below. But so far, there's been no... There was there were a couple, you know, little minor scuffles and... You know, someone trying to sneak drugs into the concert. And that, you know, that sort of thing. But it was all just sort of background chatter. There wasn't anything they felt necessary to flag you guys as a security risk. Um, you know, some some punk kid tried to take a knife in, or a vibroblade in, but it was never anything that, you, that raised the level they thought it was a danger to, um, to Joel or to anyone in the concert. Um, I, I don't need a break during intermission, so I just stay on stage. I mean, my job is just to pretty much stand there. So Okay. <laughs> All right, just, and you're going to go off stage for, and relax. Um, you're in a protected area. The you know the stage lowers down, and again the audience is kind of 
is kind of muted. If anything, maybe the audience is a little bit less enthusiastic than previous places, but given the state of the city, you know, it's kind of just a depressed area now, and, and it already had sort of one major blow-off of steam. Is there anything you guys are looking out for here, or... Uh, standard things I would look out for in terms of safety. Okay, just safety thing. Um, yeah, you know okay. anything that uh, you know, and anything that doesn't feel right. Okay. How about you? Um, I try to spot where Valia and the girls are, and my father's seats. Okay. Um, you know where those seats are. It's pretty easy to identify. And there is only one uh, only one of the invited individuals is there. And that is Breacher. No one else is in those seats. Is my father there? No. Uh-huh. On to Act 2? On to Act 2. Okay. Okay. Act 2 goes much the, it goes much the same as it does in other worlds. Um, it's kind of typical for a, uh, a Jolo Lee concert. The, the Act 2 starts out kind of... The audience seems a little bit less enthused about Act 2 than they were about Act 1. Um, partially because the content of the song, of the music. Um, but it, it usually works out that by the end of Act 2, the, the audience really gets into it and is enthusiastic, and by the end you get a standing ovation at the end of the performance. But it, at the first half of, of Act 2 is usually pretty... Um, Okay, this is the part where she preaches at us, kind of thing. And by the end, it, I mean, if we were going to do it, if we were going to compare it to a sermon, it's the this is the part where everyone sort of tunes out the preacher and is is, and, but but by the end they're essentially shouting amen <laughs> and it, everything she's saying to, to put it in another term. So okay, um, you know they she's they're cheering and da- up and dancing and waving their hands around and. Definitely, it, it's definitely a, a hot night for you guys. Like they all seem to be. You guys, are, you guys, are the hot act, and Joel is definitely the one that everyone wants to see. So, the, by the end, it's, the show goes on. It's considered a ringing success. So, uh, I'm assuming you close the. And again, the, the uh, it ends with the sort of the typical ending from. ZFX, who broadcasts, you know, thank you all for the time. The Empire is here to protect you. Uh, please return to your homes and have a good evening. Have a good evening. Stay safe. Stay and thank you very much. Good night. Yep. <laughs> Try the meal. No. <laughs> Tip your waiters. Other than that, the show pretty much is, is sta- a standard show for you guys. So you guys are able to return back to the, the dressing room. Good. We survived. So far. You guys have a post-mortem here you guys want to do? or See, I told you nothing bad was going to happen. Where do you think the rest, Valia and the rest of the girls were? Dad. I'm going to write that phrase down. <laughs> Got a bad feeling. I'll let you guys... I don't have a bad feeling about this. Are we getting off planet tonight? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're about done, but I've got some... So are you guys leaving? What is your guys' plans? Your ship is still in shop, in the shop, as it were. I mean, it's got some pretty nasty damage to it. It'll probably be another week before the ship itself is ready. I thought they told us a week. Well, but it's, okay, but a week. But you've got like only about a plan of four days. Yeah, back to the governor's. Oh, I want to go to the governor's house. You go back to the barracks. 
please? Yes, there's been danger to your life. Let's go back to the barracks. Because I don't know where the governor is. Dad's not here either. All right, back to the barracks. Okay. They, you can get that authorized pretty easily. Yeah, well, we just commandeer what brought us here and say, take us back. <laughs> okay. Stormtroopers, take us back. All right. So you guys managed to leave the theater without, or the uh, Supod Dome without an issue and are taken back across planet uh, on the high-speed chip this time, which makes it... We are going to drop back a little bit. There is not going to be anything more particularly exciting that happens um, on this planet, except for unless you guys choose to go out into the city. I'm assuming you guys are laying low for the next three days. Yes. <laughs> okay. You can shop by Datapad. All right. The day uh, the day after the concert. There, I'm sorry. There is one thing that does occur. Uh, the uh, the day after the concert. You receive a you receive a uh, com signal, a hollow signal, and the sweaty blue face of Governor Mueski appears in the hologram in front of you, and he looks bluer than normal, which on a human might be on a pure human would probably be purple, um, but he's that. Brilliant blue that you saw when he was really pissed off. And where are my girls? There's no preamble. Uh, wherever you left them, sir. I have an authorization from you to release my girls to go to a concert. Where are they? Well... I wouldn't rightly know if they didn't come home. They weren't at the concert. Did you sign off on their departure? I just made it a request. Where did you think they were going? Did you make any effort to verify that they were going to be there? I got them tickets, just like they wanted. He's, he, he's sweating profusely and looks... I have a Wookiee left. That's it. And she's not answering questions. Have you ever tried to torture a Wookiee to give you information? It doesn't work. Some stupid honor code. I'd kill it, but it's the only staff I have left. The Zagarian slavers won't be back for another six weeks with new stock. I hope you're well funded, because you owe me... I'm making you personally responsible for this. And if you can't pay me, I'll make sure it comes out of your hide. And then he cuts the communication. He's got internal problems. Is there anything else you're doing in the next two days? Anything you're looking for or watching out for? No. Okay. You know, keep her safe. That's about it. Okay. Anything you're going to look into? I guess I'm starting to have some doubts about whether this is the right thing to be doing. Given the, I want to look up some more information on... The brother of the 14-year-old who tried to kill me. Okay. The would-be sniper. Okay. That would be a bureaucracy roll. Or you can call, or we can roll play it out and you can, you can call in some favors. Um, take extra time to think about it and mm -hmm. roll for bureaucracy. Is that mm -hmm. okay? Yep. 18. Okay. He does, have a, he does have a police file. 
that you're able to look up. Uh, turns out he had um, several run-ins with the law as a youth. Um, some low-level stuff. Then got involved. There was an accusation of seditious activities and association with, with a group suspected to be a, a traitorous to the Empire, but it was never proven. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then several, you know, several arrests of that type before he enlisted. Then he enlisted. His military record seems to be fairly clear. Um, he enlisted, uh, looks like about three days after your, after you guys left, uh, got on planet, after you guys visited that planet. Mm-hmm. And then went through basic training. The bio records was a adequate, if average, enlistee. Um, and was killed in a firefight um, soon after he got out of basic training. Was it friendly fire that killed him? Or? No. At least the reports say enemy action. Um, I do have one other thing if she leaves her. If I can get to your data pad without you noticing, you know, I would like to do that and then read what she's got. I don't know how likely that's to be. I'll leave that up to her. Maybe sometime while I'm doing yoga. Okay. You want me to make computer programming to break into it, or I'm assuming it's not that secure. Unless you're, she hasn't mentioned it, taking any special steps to secure it. No, I'm not, and I'm not interested in the uh, uh, the personal stuff. I'm just interested in the reports and reading them for myself. Um, are there are there many people who are being accused of seditious? Like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this is a pattern. Okay. Are there people who are, who have run-ins with the police and accused of seditious activities, and then, in whatever, for whatever reason, eventually decide to join the imperial military? Do they then frequently die very quickly? Is this a is this a pattern? Is this something that? Um, that's some pretty detailed data analysis. I mean, there's a lot of variables that that. You're looking for, um, so I'm gonna say with the information you've got currently, you can't do that. You can maybe that may be something you could farm out to call in a favor to do, but that's not. I don't think that that's that's just not Joel's specialty. You right, know, right, right. A, so, so Sixton, um, when are we talking? At what point? I mean, while we're on the shuttle leaving the planet, after we've left the planet, um, in before the garrison. We've, before we've left the planet, when okay. we're in the garrison. Yes. I just can't get this kid out of my head that that the 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 girl who tried to who tried to kill me at the Supad Dome, her her brother. I mean, it sounds like he I mean he joined the Imperial military and, and was killed very shortly after leaving basic training. I mean is that common? I don't think no. You'd be familiar enough with it that it's the new guys who make mistakes. Or most likely to get fragged in a firefight. So, you know, if you get into a squad battle, the guy who makes a mistake and you know leaves cover or doesn't realize there's a you know a firing angle on him from those are the guys who are most likely to get tagged in a firefight. So, it's those that uh, before they get a chance to taste the blasters for the first time, before they get you know used to it, uh, sometimes. They're just not cut out for it. But once they become seasoned, 
Everybody's usually all right. So you think lose more guys? If there's an encounter early on, and somebody doesn't make it, it's because they made a mistake when they shouldn't have. Yeah. Now it can even happen to the experienced ones who've been on garrison duty for six years, get involved in some bantha doo doo, and you know suddenly they're mopping the floor. Do you believe in what we do? Why what? do you ask? Well, I don't know. I mean, Dad pushes this real hard and stuff, but... I wouldn't be doing it unless there was a reason. You didn't answer my question. Yeah, I did. You said there's a reason. That doesn't mean that you believe in it is the reason. I'm asking why you're asking about it. I'm not sure I believe in it. I mean, I guess I'm questioning. Is this the right thing to be doing? Like... I go from planet to planet, and if my concert convinces someone to go be a soldier, and then they go and they have basic training, and then the first time they're out in a firefight, they get killed. Like, uh, how much of their death is my fault? None of it. But I'm the one that got them... People are going to do what people are going to do. You can't watch out for every single person you sing for. But if I weren't up there singing, then they wouldn't be signing up. Sure they would. They'd just find another reason. Well, then they don't, they don't need me. But Dad says they want me. I mean, this is, this is why I'm... You know, there's some mysterious in the force, uh, some mysterious force in the galaxy that guides people's destiny and uh, there's nothing we can really do to affect that. So I'm not the reason that he signed up. I don't know. If the Empire didn't believe that I was doing something to help them recruit or that this was doing something, why would they be footing the bill for all these concerts? It's not my job to interpret their policy. I just don't know if this is the right thing to do. I don't know if recruiting people to help the Empire... I mean... I just don't know if it's the right thing to be doing. Where is this conversation taking place? At the barracks? It's in the barracks. We've already established that. Well, I got that. Where in the barracks? Probably our quarters. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I was hoping to do with that conversation, in part was to figure out if I could ask Sixton to find out the information that I wanted. Um, because he would be in a better position to make some contacts within the military to find out about the frequency with which maybe people who had a history of seditious activities or possible seditious activities um, get killed very quickly after enlisting in the army. I will tell you, just people who are conscripted, and the Empire does do some conscripting as well, that unwilling soldiers are going to not get the full benefit of their training. They'll probably be less, um, their trainers will be less dedicated to their training in the first place, and they will be less less well-trained. So all those things are going to, contribute 
to a, a higher mortality rate among new recruits, especially those that are less willing to be there. Um, but you know, you can take that or that you can take that or leave that. That's. But I guess this conversation leads me to believe that Sixton would not be the right tree to bark up to figure this out. Well, it kind of <laughs> depends on what our previous relationship has been, because since we've been together for more than a year, um, that kind of factors into it, too. Um, you could settle that now. I mean, you... Yeah, I mean, I haven't done anything overtly wrong or improper, ever. But I've never expressed, like, and I've always said the right things at the right time. But I'm not the one, you know, singing the Empire's uh, theme song in my head uh, as I'm taking a shower. Da, 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 da. Something reminded of the theme of the right stuff. Kind of, I know. <laughs> I know exactly yeah, what scene it is. They're, the guys, they're asking in a sperm sample. And the guys are all in the, in the, they go in the bathroom and, you know, to produce the sample. And what they're doing is they're all singing their, their various songs, their, of their, <laughs> their services. So what Wild Blue Yonder <laughs> versus in the Shores of Iwo Jima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Marine Corps guys. <laughs> Well, see, there's precedent. <laughs> I'm glad I can bring so much amusement. Every time I visit. <laughs> That's just what you made me do. I was speaking like in the shower. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so that's what you would have noticed. Um. I don't know what you got out of this conversation. I got the... I mean, I definitely know that you're questioning where things are headed. Yeah. Uh, but there's no way I'm revealing anything else to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you've secured my cooperation in seeing what I can find out about your brother. So... Yeah. Um, depending on how that goes in future role play, what our relationship develops into, you may feel more comfortable asking me later. Yeah. Um. I, I should have shown you these before, by the way. This, uh, I'm changing topics on you guys. Dahlia. I remember I described her as kind of royal looking. Um, some of the servants of the uh, Governor's Palace and Breachu. That's a female Wookiee? Yeah. We expected girls? No, I... She doesn't look much like a Wookiee to me. Oh, I guess that is her. It just looked like um veiny kind of mm. exoskeleton-ish, yeah, not I mean, fur. Yeah, well, it's the CGI <laughs> picture. I don't know. Just uh, she didn't look right. So yeah, I can see what she saw. It looks more <laughs> like a swamp thing. Yeah, yeah, it does look more like a swamp thing. Okay, okay. sorry, I, I anyway. should have shown you guys. Okay, so I'm not going to pursue that with Sixton right now. Okay. Um, are there other contacts that I would have in the military, having grown up as... Probably. We can allow that. Oh, look, it's Uncle Admiral. 
um, you know, someone that I could contact to kind of um, ask, you know, are they grouping soldiers by people who, like, incoming soldiers by people who have records of, you know, previous seditious activities? Um, you know, do they have a shorter lifespan in the military than others? Um, okay, you can call up um, a family friend, maybe one of your father's contacts, um, someone who came around for, you know, a holiday or something like that, or, <clears throat> and uh, I'll allow you to find that information um, without digging too much into the role. Mm-hmm. Um, Gail was never in the military, was yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe one of Gail's friends. Like, I'm thinking instead of dad's friend, like, I'm trying to avoid yeah. dad. Okay. <laughs> maybe well, one Gail, of, yeah, you, one you of, probably would have met, you know, visited Gail in, in uh, basic training when he was in basic or something like that, or when yeah. he was at the academy, because he was in, went to the academy. Or you had a friend that you all grew up with that ended up going into service as well. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, like you, that would be better than one of Dad's friends. Okay, sure. Um, and you uh, you can get that information. Um, it's pretty much uh, a crapshoot. It's basically, um, you know, if you if you want to break it down in percentages, say um, a soldier has a ten percent chance of of being killed on their very first firefight, and then every subsequent firefight, it actually goes down from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the worst fun, the circumstances, but it just general broad statistics across the empire. Um, <clears throat> that your first couple of firefights are definitely the deadliest, just because people don't know what not to do. Um, and all the training in the world doesn't, you know, there's panic factor. Some guys just freak out and, um, you know, do the wrong thing or something like that when they can get killed from that. So that's de- that's definitely a factor. Uh, there is probably a higher, um, you know, there are some units that are made up entirely of conscripts, but it doesn't look like that's, um, at least you don't find out any specific issues with, um, it doesn't necessarily look to be like a deliberate attempt to herd people into those groups other than, you know, we came, we went to this planet, we conscripted 2,000 people, and those 2,000 people all went to basic at the same time, and they all received the same substandard training, those people might be, but that's because we just got 2,000 conscripts uh, versus, you know, this was a mixed group of conscripts and, and then we shoved all those conscripts into this one unit it, it, and all the people who volunteered went into this other group. It wasn't, like, a deliberate attempt to do that. It just looks like we conscripted a bunch of people at once, they all got put through training at once, then they all... Okay. Okay. Uh, so the statistics that don't give you any indication that people are being, you know, herded into those groups. As a, the Empire doesn't waste... There's no point in them spending thousands of credits, thousands, uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of credits in training people and then just to get them killed. It's not worth it. It'd be easier to just put a blaster in their head. The Empire may consider them expendable, but they're not that expendable. I mean, still, you still have to pay to train them. And 
Was there anything that soldiers were talking about while I, while we were on the base at all? Um, you know, I know we were in the O Club. You know, anything the officers were conversing about? Uh, well, some of them had come back off of um, duty, like off of street duty. Um, so the garrison here deploys troops on this continent. Not, um, the other the other soldiers are not, don't report to a garrison. They've got a, a different base, but it's not this secured garrison. Right. Um, which is why you're here as opposed to the on the, the side of the planet you were actually supposed to be on. Um, you know, they're talking about what the, the people are in the streets. Um, give me... Uh, I'm going to ask for a... Let's see Because I'm not asking questions. No, I'm not that clear. <laughs> what, uh, read out for me perception skills there. Um, 3D plus 2, and then I've got command, hide, investigation, search, and sneak. Uh, give me a command roll. This is sort of a passive command role to uh, determine the mood of the troops. Seventeen. Their uh, their esprit de corps is w- way through the roof after your concert. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to what it was before, um, and from your experience, maybe almost a little too high. They seem to have gotten really enthusiastic about their um, police actions that they're having to take, like um, suppressing the populace. They seem a little bit more enthusiastic than you would, might think is healthy. Um, and if you listen carefully enough, long enough, you might hear, you know, they actually gun someone down who is... Which isn't atypical for the Empire, but they they seem to take a little more joy in it than than it, you would feel comfortable with. Okay. Anything else? All right. We're going to do a couple of cutscenes. You guys are, I'm assuming, not going back to the Governor's Palace, not going, and just going to depart the planet as soon as possible. Yes, and yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That concludes episode one, Parahelion. I'm just going to uh, summarize briefly. There were a couple of things that was really too much work to sort of edit out. It was probably 20 minutes worth of us chit-chatting and another hour of us just uh, sort of figuring out some background details we'd admitted from characters. So each of the characters ended up with another eight points, eight character points, I believe Joel got one extra character point for her work in creating the song that we, you as the audience didn't get to hear, I get to hear it. Um, and I offered to extend additional character points to any any players who wanted to write additional material for the show, whether it's you know music that they were singing or uh, speeches that were being given, that sort of thing. The crew of the Devarshan was partially back on their feet. They've got an interim pilot. Uh, the ship is functional again, though still listing, essentially. Uh, still damaged. Uh, and they were scheduled to appear next at Ord Matea. So we will pick up next week with a new episode and a new destination, a new planet. And until then, may the Force be with you.